that makes me know that, you know what I'm saying, what we was talking about in the beginning that, you know, we had the right idea, you know what I'm saying, when we decided to put this joint together, you know what I'm saying, because hip-hop has always had certain formulas, you know what I'm saying, you got to update your formulas. When it comes to the shows and podcasts, you know what I'm saying, we got to stay up to date with the times where we want to remain true to ourselves and what it is that we do, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, the conversation is elevated, you know what I'm saying, the mentals is elevated, but it's still Allen B., you know what I mean? And it's always a message involved. You're Say No More Podcast, you know what I'm saying? We back, episode 11, you know what I'm saying? It's Alan B rocking with you once again, you know what I mean? We appreciate everybody checking out the last joint, but this one here is a special episode, you know what I'm saying? This is dedicated to the group, the duo, whatever you want to call it, Gangstar, Legendary, Guru, Gifted, Unlimited, Rhymes Universal, and DJ Premier. And we're dedicating this one to their classic album, The Moment of Truth, that was released on March 31st, 1998. That day just passed a couple days ago on Saturday. Definitely seeing a lot of posts on Instagram and Twitter and things like that. You know, special dedications here and there, you know what I'm saying? Like DJ Premier was definitely in full effect, celebrating and enjoying um, all of the praise and thank yous and everything that was coming through you know what i'm saying so this being one of our favorite favorite gangstar projects you know what i'm saying we just wanted to pay a little bit of homage and just dedicate this episode to them two dudes you know what I'm saying rest in peace guru and definitely the you know the great dj premiere the iconic you know what i'm saying like it's just ridiculous so many things to be said about this album and we're just going to get into that. This is just going to be a celebration episode. We're going to talk about some lyrics, you know what I'm saying, break down some songs, you know, the impact, the whole nine, you know what I'm saying, and who better to do it than Alan B., you know what I'm saying? So y'all, back, we back with the Say No More podcast, and let's get into the episode. What's up with you, B? How you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this episode. Um, this is a, a powerful album. A lot, of, a lot of knowledge is being dropped, a lot of math. A lot of just wisdom, a lot of understanding, knowledge, just everything you can think of. Um, I, I got to say, like, I used to just listen to this album, but I'm finally hearing the album. And it's, it's, um, it's been pretty remarkable from where I am today in my life and my thought process versus when I first heard it. And I, I definitely appreciate this album like a million times more than I ever have. And um, just listening to Guru in general over the last, well, I mean, I've been listening for a long time, for just over the last few months, I, I'm starting to understand everything about his flow, mm. his message, and what he's been trying to deliver album after album, even on the Jasper Task TV. So I... Like, I, I bumped him up into my top 10, man. Like, mm. I, I never thought, um, I, I probably had him in, I want to say 50 to 100, mm-hmm. but I never thought he'd mean so much, and he said so much, and there's a lot to take in, 
over a course of all his albums, and especially with this album, this is definitely my favorite album. I, I feel it's their best album, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of came out the right time. Because um, a lot of stuff was going on in hip-hop, if you kind of think about 1998 and 97. I'm sorry, like, before this album came out, because this came out in 98. You think about 97, 96, you know, you have Pog died, Biggie died. Um, you know, Bad Boy, um, you know, they had the bling, you know, the bling era, but then they are pretty much in their second phase after post-Biggie. Um, you had, you know, Limit, they started their run, Death Row was crumbling, um, you know, Lauren Hill um, was ready to come out, Cannabis is, is ready to start bubbling. And then it kind of seemed like Death Jam inherited hip hop, you know, with Bad Boy and, and Death Row losing the two biggest hip hop artists of all time. Um, so a lot was going on before this album came out. And I think Guru sat back and Primo sat back and it kind of absorbed everything that you're seeing, everything that was happening because. Um, Four years in between albums seems like a, a lifetime. Now, I couldn't imagine any rappers now will wait four years, but that's how long in between albums they were. And I think, you know, my C's um, kind of, like, if you, if you really listen to, you know, my C's, it's almost like it's their, it's launching the whole CD. And this was their first single off moment of truth mm-hmm. and if you kind of sit back and listen to the beat and then what he's talking about this is almost like he's washing away all this stuff that's happened and they're reestablishing Gangstar and this is definitely if you if you listen to the whole song this is reestablishing Gangstar and Guru is letting you know that Gangstar is back and they tired of the watered down hip hop and even he feels like somebody, you know, some people weren't using, you know, Primo's tracks as, as they should have, you know, during his hiatus. So he also wanted to remind rappers, you know, what you should be doing on a Primo track. Don't waste it. You know what I'm saying? Even though we heard a lot of classic um, songs come out of Primo and other artists, but it's one thing about Guru and, and Primo is they have this, they have this chemistry that I don't think anyone can match, and and you'll hear it displayed on on this entire album. I mean, yeah. To pig, piggyback on what you said, I mean, let's just go from the from the intro. You know, saying provided by DJ Premier, which I believe that's that's the voice that the first voice that you hear after Gurus. <clears throat> excuse me, and it's uh the real hip hop MCing and DJing from your own mind, you know, I guess right now we start this show. That's all you really need to go off right there. Like, you know, when then the next voice that you hear is gurus. And like you said, with that beat, you know what I'm saying? It's very, it's something that you could nod your head to. It's stripped down. Like, Premier chooses his samples wisely, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I just think... Over time, he's gotten better and better when it came to, you know, producing Guru. 
because it's one thing to sit there and make beats. Um, I got a chance to take a peek at some of the stuff that was on um, on title. They gave him a uh, it's on there right now. So go check it out. Uh, DJ Premier breaks down. I think it's uh, eight episodes and they're short, very, very short, like, you know, four to five minutes or so. And he's like breaking down, you know, track certain tracks on the album, eight of them, eight, eight very important ones to him. And, you know, you got to start off with, you know, my steez and basically the way that he explained it, you know, I won't tell too much because I definitely want y'all to go check that out, you know what I'm saying? And enjoy it and learn something for yourself. But, you know, putting the name of the album and putting that tracks on the wall, you know what I'm saying? And just going straight from there and, you know, trying to figure out what the beat's going to be. Like Primo said, he doesn't come to any album with prepared beats. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't do that for any artist. Like he likes to make the joints on the spot. Um, it's something that I did. I never knew that that's something that he did. That's something that I like to do when it comes to producing for somebody because I want to, you know, if I if I give you something and you don't think it's good, you know, say I want you to let me know right then and there. I don't want to make a bunch of stuff. And then you say, oh, OK, I don't like any of them things like it's a process when, you know, producing for somebody. And I think, you know, from the moment that they started um, with like no more Mr. Nice Guy, you know, what I'm saying you could tell that. You could tell from the production that it just kept getting better and better. And I think they de definitely hit it out the park with this one. You know, my steez is the perfect way to start an album. It's definitely up there for one of the best openings to an album, a hip hop album, period, point blank, period. And, um, you know, what I'm saying it's just it's, it's just classic. You know, what I'm saying that the guru intro, then the premiere intro. And then he just gives you just lyrics that are simple can you know get to the point it's not trying to be too you know double triple meanings over your head you know what i'm saying it's just giving you the raw what it is and straight like that and he's like you know my steez anybody that knows method you know what i'm saying that came from the shadow box of record a lot of samples a lot of voices used and to scratch you know what i'm saying like to make the hook and everything and it's just I don't know, man. It don't get no better than that. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to just authentic and authentic rap record, you know what I'm saying? It represents hip hop to the truest form. That's what I think of, you know, my steez. Incredible, incredible joint. You got some more you want to touch on that record? Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. I think this, this whole point to this song is there's a lot of, there's a lot of fakeness in, in hip hop around that time. A lot of, you know, just, things that is so authentic it, it kind of felt like a lot of people got lucky off of you know off of just coming out with music and you know this this album takes it back to what it's about just you know get some some dope samples and then just lace it with with some dope lyrics and it if, if it sounds simple but the way they execute it you it's hard to find a group that does it on, on this level, especially with this many songs. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a lot of songs, and this we'll we'll get into how it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like it it felt right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that that's what I had on that song. I, I love it. I don't know if you're gonna rate the songs or 
or I, I actually go back a little bit. Um, like when I first saw, you know, my scene's video, I wasn't. I, I, I don't want to say that it it grabbed me the first time I heard the song. It wasn't like um, like Dwick or whatever. I know when I first heard Dwick, my, I lost my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like grab me like that but eventually it did because I remember the video was kind of like a seemed like a futuristic video mm-hmm. and yeah, it did. I remember I remember getting the CD a few months after it came out I, I won't say I had it the first day I won't even try to lie or pretend but I, I did eventually get it a few months after it came out and I was definitely not disappointed um, you know hearing the whole CD, so I, I was glad to finally cop, you know what I'm saying, because like you said, it's been a while, but well, usually with a gang star, you definitely want to, you know, get that CD as soon as it comes out, and this was definitely something that was worth the copying, especially if you go on a source like you mentioned, it's, I remember this was four and a half mics, mm-hmm. and, and that, that's as rare as a five micer, to be honest, because, you know, Five mics is hard to get, and you rarely see four and a half. And four and a half, and we know this is a five mic album now. Yeah. But four and a half is, is like a unicorn in itself too. I mean, that's basically a five mic album. I mean, you know, like they they just didn't want to give it that next level. But I, I would definitely say they at least they got it right. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to blend it in with the fours because if you blend it in with the fours that that means a lot that means a lot to be honest than putting it at a four and a half because the four means it, you know it didn't really take it to a, another level and we know this album definitely did yeah especially over time you know what i'm saying it it it, it definitely moved on to a, to another level i mean just you you get so much from it you know, I think that's what truly makes a classic album is something that you can still pick up on no matter the time of the, uh, the time that, um, you know, or the state of mind of hip hop is in at that particular time or what is going on at that particular time. Like, there's something in here for everybody. You know, you just got to be willing well, to. Well, and, that, and that's, why, that's why I think Primo's the best because his beats are timeless. Yeah. And can rap like this CD can come out today it, it, like this CD does not sound stale nah. it does not sound old it does not sound like it, it comes from an era that's why that's why Primo's beats are are top notch beats because this, I mean you, someone can rap on all these beats today mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter like who it is I mean obviously it matters who it is but that's why I love Primo so much these beats are just it's just classic beats, and, and that's part of the chemistry, and that's part of why Gangstar is so good, is because Primo brings that, that element that it's hard to get that with, with hip-hop um, producers, because at some point, the beats may not live up to the time, but this album definitely is, sounds just as fresh as it did. And I can't believe it's been 20 years. That's, that's wild. That's like... That's like Lifetime, straight up, the bean is sinister. Primo makes you relax. I'm like the minister when I be lacing the wax. I be, I be bringing salvation through the way that I rap. And you know, and I know, I'm nice like that. Like, like he just had a way of 
saying things, whether even though it was monotone, like he's the king of the monotone flow and all of that. That's what I used to think too, man. I, it, he, that's his, that's, I, that's what I, I mean, I used to think, oh man, his, his style, man, it's just, it ain't, like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't in your face, but it is, it, like, the, yeah. his delivery, it's on time, man. Like, exactly. I, I just got a new way of hearing him now. Like, I feel like, you know, it's just this conversation he's having. And like I just got a new respect for the way he he delivers his raps. I like I, I felt like I was like trying to listen too fast mm. to what he was saying versus like kind of like slowing down and kind of like picking up on because a lot of his, a lot of his bars are are saying like if not every other bar like a lot of stuff he's saying it means something like if you were to break down each lyric and you go down all the stuff he's saying like he's actually saying something so it, it's really good to really pay attention and then kind of break down what he's saying and if you're up on a mass there's a lot of mass being dropped all over this album mm-hmm. and, and you can kind of i i didn't know until i got up on it but once you once you really hear it you really you, you hear it you know what i'm saying like you really listening so I, i'm i'm definitely um happy that I got a chance to kind of relive this album, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've been playing this, you know, the span of these, of these times, but more recently, I've been up on this album, and I, and I love it, and, you know, my CDs is definitely a, a classic track, and a, a great, great way to start off the CD, you know what I'm saying, just it's no better way to start off the CD. It don't sound like it don't sound it don't feel like an opener. It just feels like a natural, like you said, a natural way to to get get things popping off and and going to the to the next song. So so with that, we are gonna move on to the next song, and it's uh, Robin Hood Theory. You know what I'm saying? So it starts off with the classic classic intro for me. And speaking of the mathematics and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> he says, peace, brother Elijah. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? Just maintaining, you know, thinking through, you know what I mean, about the situation of today's youth. Now, that's something that we could agree on right now. You know what I'm saying? The situation with today's youth, let's keep it real. It's fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm scared out here for, you know, what my my son has to, you know what I'm saying, and, and my nephews, you know what I'm saying, have what they got to experience out here in this world. I'm sure you are too, you know what I'm saying, because, like, they're not really teaching the kids the right stuff that you really need to learn about life in school, you know what I'm saying, but that's a whole nother conversation. But the whole point of this is, you know what I'm saying, it's like the main thing that I took away from the beginning of this that b- before you even get into the rhymes is, you know what I'm saying, whether it's Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, old schoolism, or new schoolism, if you're not schooling the youth with the wisdom, then the sins of the father will visit the children. And that's not keeping it real. That's keeping it wrong. Like, right there, like, that's not even nothing to really go over your head. It's just very cut and dry, straight, simple, you know what I'm saying? And when it comes to, you know, whatever it is, religion, whatever you think, anything, this, that, and the third, you got to actually, like, do some research, 
talk to some people, some OGs. We brought OGs up a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's mother, father, you know what I'm saying, uncle, cousin, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that just got that knowledge, you know what I mean, that, that you're seeking. You have to want to seek knowledge and understanding. And you have to, if you have that and you've obtained something like that in your life and you ain't schooling somebody under you, you know what I'm saying? Each one teach one, you know, shout out to Will with his podcast, you know, William Rutledge podcast. You gotta, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you feel, if you get some new information that you know is, you know, excuse me, beneficial to people, pass it on. Let them know what it is, you know what I'm saying? Especially the kids, because the kids is the innocent ones, you know what I'm saying? They don't know. We talking about kids, real kids that are like under... 18, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kids coming up, young kids. Like, you got to start teaching these things and these these lessons to them, you know what I'm saying? But that's, that. I, I love that intro, you know what I'm saying? Like, this album, when I play it, I do not skip anything. I let it go. I play it from front to back. And if somebody, even when I'm riding around, you know what I'm saying, somebody get in the car, I will pause the record. You know what I'm saying? Do my little introduction for when they get in the whip or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I run the record back. I don't care if I always got all the way to the end. I run the record back and I just listen to it. And nine times out of ten, the person, you know what I'm saying, especially if they're not my age or something like that and they ain't really into, you know, super into, you know, rap like that, then they'll ask me what it is. And they'll be like, yo, I just, I felt like I learned something listening to this right here. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, how you feel about Robin Hood Theory? It's a great way to continue 
um, you know, what uh, the main theme of this, of this album is, is, is really, is really teaching and, and giving a lot of information, a lot of positive, a lot of jewels being dropped on this, and it, so I, I love this song, it's probably one of my favorite songs on here, it's not my favorite song. Mm. I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? That that's um with that being one of your favorite joints, I'm I'm not mad at that at all. I'm gonna just go ahead and kick off the um the hook right here, you know what I'm saying? Now that we getting somewhere, you know, that we gotta give back for the youth is the future, no doubt that is right and exact. Squeeze the juice out of all the suckers with power and pour some back out so the water so so as to water the flowers. The world is ours. That's why the demons are leery in our inheritance. It's our inheritance. This is my Robin Hood theory. Like, yo, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> to get in. Let's just break down like, the hook. You, Let's just break it down. So, you know what I mean? Like, now that we're getting somewhere, it's like now that I got your attention. You know what I'm saying? I already gave you the hip hop record. I gave you, I showed you what it is that we're about and you know my style. You know what I come to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm guru, gifted, unlimited, rhymes, universal. I showed you that on You Know My Steve's. Now I'm having a conversation with Brother Elijah. You know what I'm saying? Now Brother Elijah, he just dropped a lot of knowledge on y'all. You know what I'm saying? With that, but in a simple way, you know what I'm saying? You can break it down how you want. But now that we're getting somewhere, we got to give back. You know what I'm saying? So that could that could be, you know, now that we're getting somewhere with our music, you know, with our popularity, with our fame, with the money that we're making. This is their they had two gold albums, but I think this was their first gold album. And so it's it gives you a status at that particular point back in the day. People weren't worried about platinum. It was mainly about going gold. So now that we're getting somewhere, we got to give back. So with Hard to Earn, and this I'll, I'll give this a little quick breakdown. With Hard to Earn, which is the previous album that came out four years before this one, Hard to Earn is my favorite, like, low-end theory. And then this is a favorite, like, Midnight Marauders. In the sense of low-end theory... I go to that one because that's the one that like kind of set it off for me saying, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just in my, you know, lyrical off kiltered abstract kind of way. But then this one was just like straight perfection. And that's exactly what Midnight Marauders is. Like, I don't really say one is better than the other, but this right here is just, this was it. This was the, this was that one so it's like now that he's now that they're at this particular point and you know we got the fame and everything else because hard to earn has you know cold of the streets dewick it has uh you know my favorite hip-hop song of all time mass appeal you know what i'm saying it's it's such an incredible raw dope cd you know what i'm saying just like front to back and it was like they kicked the door in and they weren't expecting for people to you know jump on it like they did so it's like now that we got everybody's attention blow we gonna hit you with moment of truth you know what i'm saying so what he's speaking on right then and there is just setting you up to let you know what 
the plan is, what we want to do with this particular power that we have in our hands. You know what I'm saying? So right there, if the youth is the future, you know what I'm saying, and it's right and exact, like no doubt, like no matter what, we're going to die one day. And the youth, whoever, you know, you got kids, you know what I'm saying? You better be teaching them what they need to know to live this life, get through to this, through this life and try to make things better for the next generation. So that's the youth being the future, you know what I'm saying? That's, there's no doubt about that. Squeeze the juice out of all of the suckers with power. Pour some back out so as to water the flowers. What'd you think he kicking right there, son? So I think just kind of going back to the start of the hook, I think it, I interpret it, and, and you write too. I mean, it can be interpreted in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's crazy how we on a hook, and that's why this album is, is that's why niggas is not, you know, you probably heard it, you probably listened, you probably listened to it, but you wasn't hearing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hearing it, so I ain't clean the style, but I took it as like, now that he's getting somewhere like in, in his mental mind state or at least um you know in his in his learning path mm-hmm. that it's time to give it back mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying to the youth and then to what we're listening because obviously a huge part of hip-hop is, is younger people i mean how old were a lot of people 18 years ago it was probably really young you know what i'm saying and you can be in your 20s, they don't necessarily got to be, you know, um, 10 years old or 8 years old. It could be a teenager, it could be your early 20s. So that to me can still be considered a, a young youth because just because you're 21, you don't know shit at 21. Yeah, and I was 14. Yeah, you mean you may think you know everything. Oh, yeah, even like you said, even in, in a teenager. So I think that could be all encompassing of youth too. And I think what he's saying as far as, like, squeeze the juice out, um, you know, um, from the suckers with power, I think he's saying from that being from a label's perspective, like, he's pretty much taking, he's taking the power from them and he's squeezing, he's presenting this art to you and he's squeezing it as 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 watering flowers is like he's he's watering the flowers so they can bloom. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's taking the power from what the labels think they got the power, but he's using their platform and then what they're able to provide, and then he's pretty much dropping gems on people. It's just it's up to you when you're mentally ready to learn and accept, or just want to hear what he got to say so i think that's that's what i took from from that that you know he's pretty much now that and like you said it could be too now that they're at a certain level it is kind of give back so i think these gems that are dropped in a song and on the album is is their form of a way of giving back mm-hmm. over some dope ass east coast beats i mean it don't get no better than that 100 percent, 100 percent, and um like you said, taking taking the power away from the record labels, you know what I'm saying? Like, this uh, was released under New Tribe Records, you know what I'm saying, that was founded in 1994. They, they, they stopped, uh, you know, they were defunct in 1999. So it looks like this is the only, this is the only album that Gangstar had on their record label 
Uh, the only other things I'm looking on here right now is the Loonies, you know what I'm saying, in 95, Shaheen, um, The Rugged Child, the original Gangsta soundtrack, uh, Big Mike, Three Times Crazy, Rapping Forte, AZ, Pieces of a Man. Yeah, so they was um so in '98 we got AZ Pieces of a Man, Gangstar Moment of Truth, The Loonies, um, Lunatic Music, and the Caught Up soundtrack, which had the Caught Up soundtrack with Bokeem Woodbine that had um what record was on there? That was uh by Gangstar. Work Work is on there as a single. I remember that. Cause I remember, um, I didn't have the record right off the back, but I remember uh, having the bootleg, <laughs> of the caught up soundtrack, and I remember when I heard work, like just the, you know, what I'm saying it was a standout. If I'm looking at everything that's on this, um, on this record, it was definitely the standout, and then just the scratching. Like anytime I heard somebody scratching on a record, like you know, what I'm saying I always just immediately thought it was Primo back in the day, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, Guru's rhymes, like, you know, just slick, ball head slick over the rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Just doing this thing is just incredible, incredible and crazy. But, you know, so back to the joint. But, um, yeah, no, nah, you 100% right. I, I feel I feel your interpretation on the joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> him saying the world is ours, that's why the demons are leery, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Like, it, it's, it's, this is 20 years ago, you know what I'm saying? But th they know they, meaning the people in power, you know what I'm saying? Meaning people that have not created this culture, you know what I'm saying, of hip hop. The people that are making money off of this culture, they know that we run this. Like that whole little headline of hip hop is the number one genre and this, that, and third. Like that shit been happening. You know what I'm saying? They ain't need, we ain't need a, like anything coming out in somebody's publication to sit up here and know that that's what it is. But things like that make moves at the Grammys where you see, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop is being fully represented on on the tv screen as opposed to because there's plenty of grammy awards that are not shown or showcased on the actual show and everything else they just get their awards you know kind of do their thing hip-hop has been there for the long rap music excuse me has been there for the longest time you know what i'm saying so in this world of hip-hop which is a billion dollar culture business industry you name it the world is ours. That's why the demons are leery. So anytime that, you know, we run something, is they're going to be around to control it. You know what I'm saying? Like, to 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 misguide it. In this point right now, we ain't going to touch too much on anything like that. But it's a lot of things happening within the culture of hip-hop to, you know, strip it from, you know, the people like this that, that helped shape it and, and make it the global phenomenon that it is it's it's records like this it's been a long grind a long time coming since the 80s you know what i'm saying it didn't just turn around and be the number one shit out there you know what i'm saying but now they're literally putting shit in or poison in the well you know what i'm saying and letting everybody drink from it you know what i mean like that's that's 
that's the best way I could break that down. Like, is is natural, is pure, and it's like, okay, let's add this little bit of poison. Let's add these things to make people come back to it. You know what I'm saying? You could look at it. I don't want to do drug reference, but it's like crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, put the stuff in there to make people keep coming back for more and more and more and dilute it. You know what I'm saying? Cut it. You know, do these different things to, you know, make people want it. And in, instead of just being, you know, true to the essence, you know what I'm saying? But again, this is his Robin Hood theory. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's my yeah, interpretation I, of it. You know what I mean? I took that, I took that um, a whole lot differently, but we can want to get on to the verse no go ahead go ahead we can keep going no no like i just i i read into that on some old some different shit you know what i'm saying like just read just read in between the lines you know what i'm saying like i can't i can't put you know what i'm saying i don't want to i don't want to like put i don't want to like just say things i would like people to interpret it mm-hmm. and then when you when you hear it and when you think about it then you catch it type shit. So I, I rather just interpret the lyrics for what they are. Okay. And then, and, and you know, because that's their interpretation. I interpret it different, but I rather people just, I don't want to, I don't want to just say, you know, everything that I hear on this album. I would like people to really hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not listen to it, but hear what he's saying. And then when you have that aha moment, I don't want to, I always say there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't want to spoil the album. I want people to really, you know, whenever you, whenever, if you never do, you never do. But if you do catch on to a lot of stuff you're saying, I want, I'd rather you had an aha movement. Gotcha, gotcha. You you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to like break down every, every single thing that I, that I, you know, that I interpreted it, but I will break down a lot. But, you know, I'd rather people just really listen or, or just, you know, do your do your knowledge, come back, come back, come back. And then all the stuff you've been hearing, all of it will kind of make sense. Not just from Guru, but a lot of a lot of prominent East Coast rappers from the 90s. They've been telling us a lot of stuff. And it all will make sense one day when you really, like, get all that knowledge base going for yourself. So... You know what I'm saying? So that, that's just, that's just my take on those bars. But it's it, like we haven't even got to the verse yet, and the fact that we can break down a hook is is just it's incredible. Yeah, man, they knew what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Definitely giving you some conversation pieces. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's let's get into the verse. Which which part you want started? Um, let me see here. Since we don't, since you don't want to break the whole joint down, like I'm just kind of going through, like you know, like skimming through parts to stand out. Some was one of your favorite lines or favorite bars that you uh, feel you want to jump into. All right, and this is from the second verse. Mm-hmm. Like he said, pops told me to pursue what is true. And nothing other. And nowadays, I paved the way for truth of my young brother. Necessary by all means, sort of like Malcolm. 
So, like, that's, that's one thing is, like, in your pursuit, you don't want to chase false narrative. You don't want to chase fake things that are going on that aren't real. You want to pursue truth, and you want to make that, you know, the means to your goals. So there's a lot of stuff in life that may seem real, but it's really not. So pursuing truth, pursuing your path, I think that that's definitely what you want to aspire to do. And I think, like, the whole the whole song, the whole purpose of this song is, is pretty much what the hook is saying and then also just teaching things. So... I mean that. I mean, there's no, there's no one line or one verse. I don't, I don't know if you want to break down each song like that, but I'm just saying, like this is, this is one of my, definitely one of my favorite songs. Mm. Um, nah, nah. I don't, you know, what I'm saying we don't have to, uh, you know, stay too much on any of the records because obviously, you know, what I'm saying like this is the thing with this conversation that he and I are having, you know what I'm saying? We, we listened to the album however many times we listened to it in the past, but you know what I'm saying? Setting up for this, you know, this is all kind of off the top, like just our feelings, our vibe, everything that we felt about this particular album, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it moving, but, um, I just do want to touch on the opening lines of verse three, which is, you know, God is universal. He is the ruler universal for those who can't follow that spells guru when in my circle like this isn't and i just want you know i, I don't i can't expect what type of listeners that we have we can i, I drive around a lot of times during the day to get to talking about the music and this that and the third and then when i tell people that we got a podcast they're like oh shit like yo i definitely want to check this out because i i I'd love to hear it, you know what I'm saying? And like it this is this is not, you know, for you to drive around in a car and listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like you really should sit down in your crib when you're not doing nothing. Just like you to take the time to read a book, you should take the time to sit here and listen. You know what I'm saying? Take a pen and a pad, take some notes, you know what I'm saying? Cause you're definitely gonna learn something. But um like is this this guy is incredible, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely one of the best MCs to ever pick up a pen and a pad. He did it for the right reasons and I'm just glad that, you know, they were able to deliver this album. But um I just wanted to leave that one right there. Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack in this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? That we can really sit here for hours. But we're gonna keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? On to the next one. We're gonna go on to work, which was featured as a single in the uh, Caught Up soundtrack and incredible upbeat, you know what I'm saying, like different different kind of take on the beat, you know what I'm saying, when you jump into it. And it's just like definitely one of the best beats on here, you know what I'm saying. Um, Ill vibe. Um, I remember hearing a, a big L verse that I'm not sure if it was the actual remix, but I did do a mixtape a while ago, years and years ago, like a – a mix for the whip and I um I let Guru do his thing on the first part and I kinda scratch Big L's verse in today, you know what I'm saying, just to kind of finish it off. But um work, I mean it's just it, it gives you a certain amount of energy. It's like bam, like after you come off the Robin Hood theory, you know what I'm saying, are you working? What kind of work do you do? Dun it, dun it. Like that's just that that's that shit. Like I I love this song, you know what I'm saying? So um what what you think, B? Um, yeah, well work 
I mean, I want to be on shit up. I mean, basically, man, do work, man. Pay your dues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How you, you know what I'm saying? How you gonna go on vacation if you're sitting on your ass? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to go to Barcelona? You want to go to France? You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody gonna hand you a plane ticket. Do work. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the whole point, man. Just do do your job, and also have you know. You know, be happy you got a job, you know what I'm saying? And, and appreciate your job, appreciate the work you do. You may love it, you may hate it. But, you know what I'm saying, you've got to put in that work. Let the status escalate. He's telling y'all, man, put in that work. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? I, that's, that's all that needs to be said, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be on Tidop, and Tidop don't mean you in a mansion, and, you know what I'm saying, you in a five, you know, a $200,000 car, you don't need, that's not what it is, you know what I'm saying? Top. Is is food, clothing, shelter. You know what I'm saying? Like having a place to stay, having food in your stomach, having you know some some clothes to put on. You know what I'm saying? That's that's on top. You know what I'm saying? Live within your means, but you can also be happy living within your means. You know what I'm saying? So straight up, work. Yeah, like it's the third song on here. And he already hit you with, he already just, he just knocked you over the head, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what, you don't know what to expect, you know, you know what I'm saying? We, we, three songs deep, and this shit just getting started. This shit is like a, going to Disneyland, and then going to Magic Mountain, and then going to fucking Knoxbury Farm, to here, like, all in one day. Exactly. And then going to water, the water park, nigga, at night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this Straight is, this is what you went to, Straight up, straight up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you try to be on tit up. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status ex- escalate. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I've been lame waiting for your next mistake. He, and then I put the work in. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I see where you messed up at, but I'm going to keep putting this work in because... You really lazy with it. I'm laying just waiting for you to kind of mess your joint up real quick because I know I'll put that work in. I'm going to make it happen. And that's why my my status will be what it is. It's going to continue to rise. And then if you ain't putting that work in or you keep making mistakes and you ain't learning from them or anything like that, like, <clears throat> excuse me, wise people learn from the mistakes of other stupid people learn from the mistakes in themselves you know what i'm saying like start looking at start looking around you know what i'm saying looking at your situation like like how can you change it how can you how can you level up you know what i'm saying like everybody talking about the glow up the glow up the level up like that's the new shit now you know what i'm saying it's just what is important to you you know what i'm saying stay off of instagram stay off of fucking snapchat and facebook and watch what everybody else is doing and and see what your what makes you happy? What makes your status escalate? Like, what is that? Not not in the status of everybody else keeping up with the Joneses. That's some shit people used to exactly. say back exactly. in the day. What your status? Exactly. Your status. Exactly. Because if you if you living off the next man's dream, the next man's whatever, you gonna you gonna be the saddest person in the world if you if you if somebody passed by you in a car you like, you can either put in that work to get it. Or just like, yo, that's dope, but guess what? I got four I got a, I got a, I got a car too and I can drive to that same location he's going to, you know what I'm that's saying? Right. I got air con- I got air conditioning, you know what I'm saying? I got music, I got the same shit he got in his car. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And you got a cheaper payment 
before this shit's paid off, you know what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't got no $900 a month bill, you know what I'm saying? Like, you good, you feel me? And then another thing he said is, I'm doing my thing now to lamp later on. So that means, like, yo, you can put in that work now, and you can chill later on, you know what I'm saying? Like, work now, bust your ass now. And then the next thing he says is, paid in the state. That pretty much means, you know what I'm saying, you go on vacation, you're still getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy the perks of, of what you do in, in your job, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing else to say. This, this shit is awesome. <laughs> you already know, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to move on. And speaking of that status level escalating, you know what I'm saying? We talking about we getting to the top with it right now in the throne and seeing what it is. We on royalty featuring Casey and JoJo. Man. Yo, legendary, legendary Jodeci, man. Like, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, usually you get Casey and JoJo, you on some, you know, you talk, you talking to the ladies, you got some fly shit. But they kind of flipped it on you, you know what I'm saying? They they talking about royalty, you know what I'm saying? Guess what, ladies? I know we got, hopefully we got lady listeners. You are royalty, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't let, basically you saying don't let these men tell you any different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Carry yourself like that at the same time. And realize, you know, that, realize your essence. He did, he did say a couple things. He said, wherever you are, Realize that your essence is divine, and let it shine as we refine. You feel me? So your essence is like your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like your soul. You know, divine is like, like heavenly, godlike. You know what I'm saying? Like listen to the words this, this man is saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you gotta listen to these. It's just there's the jewels in here. You just gotta listen, hear it. I mean, man, listen, wherever I go, I want to take nothing less than the best. Whatever I choose, I choose to do. I have to stand out from all the rest. Whatever I do, wherever I go, I want to take nothing less than the best. Like, they repeat it again so that you understand it. You want to stand out. You know what I'm saying? One of the classic Joe Button joints, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Joe B, Joey B, you know what I mean? Like, come on, yo. Why try to fit in when you a standout? Like, stop trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you know, loving yourself in, in who you are in your situation, whatever that may be, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, you, you live and then you die. That's that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? So and while you while you living, live. Like, you know what I'm saying? Live to the best of your ability, you know what I'm saying? Look at look at yourself like you deserve the best. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about the best clothes. I'm not talking about the best car or anything like that, because we just we just talked about that shit a second ago. I'm talking about you want the best. You if you got a team, you want their best effort. You know what I'm saying? If you if you are you know, working for something, you want to give it your best. You want to give it your all. So therefore, if you give it your all, if you do that every day, you you don't let yourself, you know, settle for less. You know what I'm saying? You do what you got to do and you can be satisfied with it. At the end of the day, I'm talking about giving it what you got. Then you can go around expecting that, you know what I'm saying? When 
it's, you know, when it's something that you put your all into, you know what I'm saying? It's not to say that you're going to get it every time because it's it's a crazy world out here, but no matter what you do, do it that way. Do it with that amount of passion, that amount of love, that amount of concern, that amount of care, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, like with this podcast, we love hip-hop so much that we are... This, you know, niggas ain't getting paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is no secret. This is something that we take our time. Y'all, you didn't get the million dollar check? <laughs> Hell no, nah, I ain't get no million dollar check. Oh, man, my bad, dog. Yo, man, better slide some of that shit over here. That's what we doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, nah, like, you know, this is, we doing this for the love of it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we putting our all into it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. If you ain't doing it like that, or you, you ain't even doing it, you just sitting around thinking all day, and you ain't giving it nothing, you ain't giving it your all, then I don't know what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And you can't look at yourself if you laying in the bed every day hoping, wishing in your head and not actually acting on this shit, thinking that you're going to be a king or a queen, you know what I'm saying? That's not royalty. But the other side, too, is, like he said in the beginning, ladies, you know what I'm saying, definitely... Y'all are queens, you know what I'm saying? Well, Represent yeah, yourself and, like queens, you know what I mean? And then he said, too, like, he dropped some jewels for the ladies. He said a lot of ladies out here be looking lovely. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of tie that to now, that's Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got you got girls, they got a thousand posts, Bums. and a 900, 940 of them are pictures of them and whatever they wearing or what they not wearing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then he also says, but they don't got no control of their life inside their ugly. Mm. So that means a lot because you could be the most beautiful woman, but inside you don't feel that way. You're looking for, you're looking for attention and these websites give you fake love, fake attention. These aren't, you know, people can press a button and it, it, it says like, but that doesn't mean anything, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean any, that's just a fake emotion. It, it's something to trigger your brain to make you feel a certain way. Um, these same people, you know what I'm saying, they ain't going to pay your rent if, if you need your rent paid, you know what I'm saying? they just there to look at the picture. So a lot of that stuff too could be like, you know, you want self-validation because you may not feel you know, like you may be empty on an inside, so you do go to these websites to get validation, but this is not this is not the validation you probably should be seeking because that you know, what happens when they don't give you as many likes as they did, you know, five months ago. I mean, is, does that mean you're are you less, you know, beautiful? So a lot and then that's the thing is the other things make you beautiful and the things that you like to do, like if you like to cook, if you like to hike, if you like to sew, if you like to, you know, donate your time to needy people, that's, that's, that's the true beauty that you can offer to the world, not just, you know, your face, even though, no, we won't take away from, everyone likes beautiful women, but we're not, you know, that's what I, that's what I'm taking from these rhymes, and it kind of fits today's, you know, what what's going on today, you know, and then also what he said, too, is he said, listen, the best way ain't always the fast way, and the best way ain't always to act nasty. So, and if you think about with female MCs, you look at Lauren Hill, she 
she she never showed you any skin, maybe except for the Fuji Lot video. You saw her shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Straight but, up. You know, basically we like three quarters. Um, you know, of her body is is um, you know covered up. You know what I'm saying and. People saw her beauty and her voice and her message and her lyrics. And today, she's still thought of as as high as you can get in the hip-hop and R&B scene. And we only got, like, one official album from her, and she's still loved to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you go to her concerts or, or anything, if somebody mentions Lauryn Hill there's a lot of praise and she didn't have to do anything nasty quote unquote to earn that so you can still um you know be in any genre you want and you don't have to subscribe to that being nasty to, to fit in or to get fans because people will still love you for if you, if you are talented and you can bring something to the table so i think he this is this one is kind of for the ladies you know what i'm saying like he dropped a lot of Jewels for for these for these men out here and these young men, and then he's got some for the ladies too. You know what I'm saying? The wisdom's out there. So Straight you know, up. this is a great song, and this is you know what I'm saying. This is number four, and to kind of are you? I got well. Are you done talking about the song? So I want to talk about the end of the song. Oh yeah, I mean you know one one more thing. You know what I'm saying? Open, I'll open up the door always before you pass me, baby doll, because you're royalty. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big thing. Chivalry ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? There's still some good dudes out there. You know what I'm saying? Some good dudes, not some, not some, not some niggas or fuck boys, whatever y'all want to call them nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So, ladies, make sure, make sure these guys is opening up the door for you at least. You know what I'm saying? You are royalty. But go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> you good? All right. So, at the, so at the end of the song, All right, my bad. Technical difficulty. Straight up, the TV just went off on some bullshit. But um, yeah, go ahead, B. You said at the end of the song. And what you watching, nigga? The Little Mermaid. <laughs> 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 nah, that was The Simpsons, yo. That shit just popped on on the YouTube TV. I was oh, like, okay. scared the shit out of me for a second. <laughs> I was like, yo, what yeah, the fuck is I that? Yeah, I was like, like yo. Man. Yeah, I was like, yo, what's, what's really good? You know what I'm saying? Nah, but, um, so no, like at the end of the song, um, Primo, there's like a little skit. So Primo talking about, if you notice, a lot of Primo's hooks come from other rappers because he's mixing and he's scratching and they, they, they you know, verses. So he was pretty much saying, you know, like the way he's getting his him and his lawyer getting hit up by artists that are trying to get paid off that off of them, you know, off him using, you know, them their 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 voice or their or, or you know, like a small part of their lyrics. So he was like he thought that was corny. Um and I that kinda reminds me of when and this is not a knock Chuck D because I kinda felt what Chuck D was saying, if we just think about public enemy we already know what Chuck G stands for, and if we remember Biggie's album um, with the Ten Crack Commandments, he used Chuck G's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> so, 
and and this and this was one of the illest scratches Primo's ever done. Yep. Biggie's in, the, in his you know Biggie's in his prime, and mm. Chuck D was like, nah, you know, I think he, I don't know if he sued Primo or he was trying to sue him, but I remember when that was happening. Nah, son. Um, he and Primo, now Primo spoke to that like, yo. You know, so I don't know if he was relating that to Chuck D, but I know a lot of stuff probably got, got back to him over the years because, like I said, part of that was he does use rappers' um, lyrics in his hooks. But I don't, you know, I, I can see a rapper maybe thinking he needs to get paid, but hey, that's Primo, you know, he's not exactly like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of see what Primo was saying on that. He actually, uh, he spoke about that. I forget what platform um, I heard it on, but he de- he said out of Primo's mouth that him and Chuck D didn't talk for like a long time about that. You know what I'm saying? And they they finally uh, eventually pieced it up. You know what I'm saying? But that was a big thing. But yeah, I I, I forgot that this was um I knew this was on one of the you know singles and stuff. And this was this is my favorite. I love hearing this part. Because it just gives, excuse me, it just shows how much of a hip-hop head that DJ Premier is. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, what he's saying is 100% correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be snitching. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I love the, the, the art of using other art. You know what I'm saying? Sampling, like, you know what I'm saying? And being able to try to come up with something new and take people's voices i've done it myself you know what i'm saying behind primo because i was inspired to do that i think it's very creative to take a bunch of things that it's like a puzzle you know what i'm saying and taking people's you know different lyrics and stuff like that to create a hook for something that you want it to say you know what i'm saying you're you're making there's no different than doing it with the music so if you sample and you do this why are you gonna sit up here and snitch because he does it a certain way and he does it ill and everybody loves him for it you know what i'm saying like he said you know how that go you know how that shit go you know what i'm saying but but i, I do i do respect chuck d though because we are we all know chuck d message oh, yeah. is not about crack I so get it. I, get I think it. In, in, in his case I think with the timing of Biggie being you know passing and then you know people around Chuck D recommending that he sue uh, I think it was just uh, it was probably bad timing but it's like when else do you do it because it's like the later you wait people are like well how can you even bring it up when it happens and then while it's still so I think it, it was more of the timing but I, I understand what Chuck's saying because Chuck, you know, if this was Chuck, if this was Scratch Chuck D about the Ten Life Commandments, I don't think Chuck would have said nothing. But I think Crack and his name and his likeness on that, I, I gotta, I gotta respect that. You oh, know no, what I'm saying? 100%, 100%. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I think Primo was referencing other rappers too. But I, I, I fuck with Chuck on that. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Sometimes you gotta stand. You gotta stand. If you don't stand for for something. We all know what happens. You, you know what I'm saying? Fall so I, I, he took a, you know, it was it was a gamble, but he, you know, he stood tall like a man. Like you know, this is this is my voice. This is my likeness. This is this is my career. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I got I, I got nothing but respect for that. You know what I'm saying? I know someone passed, but it wasn't 
wasn't an attack on Biggie or Primo. It was just the fact that it was you. So I, yeah, this is I, principle. I, I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, nah, you got to... You know, definitely enough respect, you know what I'm saying, to Chuck D and Public Enemy and everything that he definitely stands for. Because it does take, you know, a lot to, you know, be honest about what it is that you want and what it is that you're expecting. So, um, I, I 100% agree with that, you know what I'm saying? No, no problems there, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I love that. I, I love who else he's, if he, because I, I don't feel that it was personally just all to him i know you don't either i just think that you know it needed to be said because hip-hop is you know hip-hop is universal you know what i'm saying and at the same time it's it's one of those things that you know you always want to contribute to it you don't want to take away you don't want to act like it's just yours and this that and the third like sampling is very tricky like that it's always good until you use it wrong you know what i'm saying or or you don't get the permission and then you know what i'm saying or something like that and uh you know that happened that happened a lot of times in the early days of stuff being used now there's laws and things in place to kind of keep that type of stuff from happening because you know most people just say oh fuck it i won't clear it you know what i'm saying and then you gotta kind of figure out some other way to do it you know reinterpolation of um of somebody's lyrics or what whatever it is that you might be uh facing for that particular record but um you know it's hip-hop at the end of the day you know what i'm saying so that's that's the main thing that should be respected but i'm glad them two got a chance to work it out you know what i'm saying it was a, a resolution to that so um yeah moving on to the next one this one here uh man i'm gonna tell you dog yo this is like this is this is this is like one of the best Gangstar songs ever, period. And it means so much. Like, I mean, especially, you know, once again, we'll say it a million times. Rest in peace, Guru. But this this song right here just means so, 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 so much. And I'll never forget. And this is one of the reasons that I love Entourage because Guru had just passed this is years ago he had just passed and whoever the musical supervisor is for entourage on that episode because i don't know if it changes all the time but they had played an episode and they played this at the end and it like it had just happened and i was just like yo i fucking love this show if not for any other reason when they played this shit and it was just like it it gave me a new meaning like it gave this song a new meaning for me you know what I'm saying the above the clouds like cuz that's where guru is you know i i believe you know what I'm saying whether you believe in heaven hell whatever like yo like i don't even like i, I don't think we got enough time for this song you know what I'm saying cuz we could be here for the rest of the entire episode, just sitting here talking about this joint. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of their best songs that they've ever made. Like, I can't even, like, I'm at a loss for words, straight up. And there's it's plenty of words in the record, you know what I'm saying, that we can go over, but I don't even know where to start. Do you, do you have a place to start? Because I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the intro. I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of jump, um, 
I'm gonna jump to Inspector Deck because this is one of Primo's best all-time beats. Mm. Um, this is almost because I remember because I know um, Inspector Deck on Triumph. I think that got the hip hop quotable. You know that bomb atomic weed. That's like the quotable for ten years, nigga. <laughs> like that. Yo, <laughs> yo, tell me how. Tell me how Dex did it again, dog. Like, it's almost like he repeated. Not saying he didn't come through on a Wu-Tang Forever album or even on his own album, but it's kind of like, it's almost like, I don't know if they heard the, what on the Wu-Tang CD came on 97 to 98. So I want to say they, I don't know how they linked. I, I love to hear how they linked up for this, but. This is this is almost like a triumph part two, and that coming through and, and knocking out a whole run. I leave scientists mentally scarred, triple X large wildlife black stars to smash the cars. And then, I mean, he's dropping the same wisdom that that Guru is dropping on a whole album, but he kind of ties it in into his own style. So I. I definitely, I definitely appreciate what Inspector Jack brought to this song. I mean, this is Wu Tang, this is Gangstar, this is Primo, this is legendary shit. Um, this was Primo's first verse. Just like Jay Z said, what was it? I think it was on Heaven. Like these ain't bars. This is what did it stand? What did Jay say? Um, I know where you're going with that. Like I don't read these like scriptures from the Bible or something. Yeah. Like that's what that's what that's what the whole first verse uh about a cloud with with um guru. Like just look at what he's saying, man. Like this is deeper than rap. Before you know we before it's, we jump into gurus real quick, I span the universe and return to Earth to claim my throne, the maker, owner, plus the soul, plus soul controller, Ayatollah, rest in the sky, the clouds, my sofa. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. yo, man, like, come on, son, like, stand like Colossus, regardless to whom or what. Numerous attempts at my life. So who no, would trust? Like what? Yo, like and then you like you said with Guru, I self Lord and Master shall bring disaster to evil factors. Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings. What? How you starting off the verse like that? How you how you doing that, son? Like like niggas, like yo, niggas is not listening. They hearing it. They hearing it. They playing it. It's going in. It's coming out. God, listen. Do you listen to music or do you just skim through it? Like, I like when you pull up the lyrics and have them sitting here in front of you. It's like every. Like, I would just have loved to been there when he was just writing this. Or did he write this? Is this some shit that he's just been... These are these 16, dog. These are just, these are scriptures, man. This is deeper than rap, man. This ain't, this ain't, 
the thing somebody just like, yo, I got a song with, you know, with, with Primo, I'm gonna just, you know, all we needed was, all we needed was one verse from each guy, and they, they both brought it, you know, I think, you know, I think with Deck, the way he, the way he layers his rhymes, it's just, it's just crazy, you know what I'm saying, like, everything he says, then it just plays off the next bar, and it's just, it's just, it's just wild, and this is, this is like, this is how you do a feature, I would say, not only were the beats just perfect on his album, these are some of the best features, you know, these features make sense, mm -hmm. this isn't just like, yo, I'ma call up so-and-so, I think they should be on an album, every feature meant something on this album, you know what I'm saying, it Incredible. wasn't like, damn, why is this person on here, why is this person on here, or if you ever get an album, and this was like probably in the 2000s, when people was buying albums, early 2000s, mm -hmm. you'd get a rapper, he'd have 17 songs, and then he'd have 13 features or, or 10 features. Hell yeah. So you bought it, you bought the album because, oh man, this guy, oh, this guy, oh man, he's on here too? It's like, it's like who, you know what I'm saying? Like, you buying an album for the people that's on the album, not for the artist that's putting it out versus this one. It's like every single feature meant something and they brought their own thing to it. You know what I'm saying? They all went into this album knowing how important it is just to even get on a Gangstar album. And then when you're on a Primo out, a Primo beat, you need to you need to put on your dancing shoes because you about to be out all night dancing. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't just show up on a Primo beat and just go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? You you you're going to hit a home run because everybody will be listening to this Gangstar album. The real fans. The real MCs that really respect the culture, they are listening to this album, and they are gonna be judging you because they gonna be like, I should have been on that shit, I would have tore it down. But on some different shit, on on the levels that a lot of these dudes think, Inspector Jack, you can hear the you can hear the bars, you can hear what Wu Tang's about. This makes sense. They on that same wave, they on that same thinking structure. So this was a perfect feature. This is number five. You're getting hit in the head. Like, your head got to be hurting right now. I remember, I ain't gonna lie, I used to skip to number five. I, I used to, I ain't gonna lie, like, I had to hear this beat. Like, it's something <laughs> special about this beat. I had to hear this beat first before I did anything with this album. I just, I just love this so much. Like, it, it's just, it's above the clouds. It's, it is above the clouds. It's above everything. And this album is right on time. 100%. 100%. Like, it's... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just... Uh, it's, it's... Like I said, it's one of the one of the best records... One of the best records that they've ever done. Um, I just think that... You know, with... Especially, you know... With him passing... Um, not to say that he wrote the record in regard, you know, just thinking of that, but, you know, for it to be above the clouds and the way that Primo talked about it, you know what I'm saying, talking about how they got Deck to do it. And he was like, yo, what's the song about? You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, it's about your mental. And he was like, 
Oh, all right, cool. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And that was it. And that's all that Primo said to him. He didn't let him hear the beat. Nothing like that. He was just like, all right, cool. I got my shit. Let's go. So, you know, it's like to say like, yo, it's about your mental and then him come in with that. It's just like, yo, what what the hell do you say to that? Like, it's just, it, the song is just beyond classic. Like, I love it. One of my favorites, the, the intro that Primo came up with, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is just, I love hearing that. I run that back so many times, you know what I'm saying? Just the way it's set up, like, and then the scratches, like, man, like, do, you, do y'all niggas, y'all, y'all hear what we talking about? Do y'all know what we talking about? If you don't know, this is, this episode is for you a hundred percent so you can learn, but this has to be one of your favorite rap albums, point blank period. It has to be, it has to get into your joints. You have to listen to it. You gotta, you gotta live with this. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't gonna stay there. Go on to the next one. JFK to LAX. Oh, so I would say this. Um, over the course of the years, like at the beginning, Above the Cloud was my go-to. Mm-hmm. But as years and time went on, this next one, JFK to LAX, just became my favorite. Mm. Because, man, this beat, oh, man. Like, and that's the thing, is these beats parallel, because this is kind of like Above the Cloud and JFK LAX, they're, they're two totally different beats, but they match well, because, you know, it, this, the, you know, this kind of puts it, this puts it to the next level, this, this is one of my favorite songs, there's a lot of gems in this song, too, um, what, it, what, is, what do you think about the song, like, what stood out? I mean, you know, for me, especially being a producer, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I love how every track was, like, sort of set up. Sometimes it was just like, yo, with a record like Militia, it just hits you. You know what I'm saying? It's like no no, no, um, no warning, no nothing. It's just like, you know, that beat is just like, boom, boom. you know what I'm saying? It's just like right in the face punches you right with that shit. Like this one here with the setup. And, um, this is something that, you know, with, with these guys and, you know, they're touring and, and, you know, me being a person, especially being from Jersey and, and living in Cali now, you know what I'm saying? Like I know the, for me is Nork, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it was JFK. So I've been on that, that that platform you know what i'm saying like the going back and forth you know what i mean so then you already you got your bags going you know what i'm saying you got through security you catch a phone call and it's like yo your trip might be delayed you know because google got knocked something about a gun like you know what i'm saying like and then you know just hearing it like the music like that shit had it it put me it it made me feel like i was sitting right there next to google while he was waiting to be arraigned for the shit you know what I'm saying? Like, and then he's he's telling you everything that he's going through. Yeah, he's telling you everything that he's going through, you know what I'm saying? Right, like sitting right there. You know what I mean? It's it's just crazy that he you he he flipped the story, you know what I'm saying, to kind of like instead of it just being like, yo, I I fucked up, I did this thing, I, I'm in trouble, da 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 da. Like, it's like 
yeah, I fucked up, but this is what, let me, let me give you, let me, let me let you know why you shouldn't go down this, this path. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing he said when, when they were talking, you know what I'm saying? in uh, Robin Hood theory, like he, he's giving the message to the youth through something bad that happened to him. You know what I'm saying? Like in regards to the situation with the gun, you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to bring up Jewel's situation, but you know what I'm saying? Like that was, you know, something that he, one of our favorite MCs, Jewel Santana, just, you know, not too long ago got caught with a gun, you know what I'm saying? That, that he might've forgot that was in his bag. You know what I'm saying? He took off running like that damn sure wasn't the way to handle it. And unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like he's going through a lot of stuff with that right now, but like just, just being able to like talk about it and speak about it the way that he did in this is just like just incredible like you know what I'm saying and, I, and I'm not sure like if this really happened you know what I'm saying like cause I don't like, do you remember him catching a gun charge? I think he did catch a gun charge okay. um yeah and I think his his premise was and that's why that's why that's why I fuck with Guru is kind of like He's been dropping gems on you, and then he's a human, too, like you've been saying. And his main thing is, like, you know, the streets are a war, and maybe he felt like he had to protect himself, because we all knew, you know, what happened, unfortunately, to our, our school, you know, some of our favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of that premise before they was gunned down is, you know, only suckers have bodyguards type shit, too. You know yep. what I'm saying? You need to stand on your own too. So there's a lot of different things going on in hip hop in the nineties, you know what I'm saying? And then a lot of people died because of how, you know, people carried themselves. So I'm not saying he had a gun because he was maybe in danger, but maybe he felt like he needed one for whatever reason because, you know, you have a right to bear arms. So I think this was an important topic to bring up to kind of show that you know, if you felt like Guru was all positive, not saying this is a negative, but it, you know, that's so he does deal with real life stuff, not just hip hop. You know, he he does gotta, he has to be out here. He has to be making moves in different states, different cities in LA, New York, you know, Texas, wherever he's gonna be at. So I, I love this, I love this song, and he dropped some jewels on us. You know what I'm saying, like. I like how if you if you just think about the hook, because and you think about gun laws, on one on one end you got the right to carry, but then you have states where it's harder to carry or you can't carry or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And the hook is they want to lock us all up and throw away the key. So a lot of people carry guns not just because they are they feel like they're tough, but because that may or may not save your life, you know what I'm saying, or you may have to protect yourself because of how how dangerous a lot of these neighborhoods and cities are. So on one side, you can get caught, you know what I'm saying, in, in a sweep, and you got a gun on you, and you can get locked up for that, you know what I'm saying? So he's saying they want to lock us all up and throw away the key, don't want to see us come up, don't want to see us making G's, long as you know this is the key to our destruction, let's make moves, no discussion. So he's like, say no more. Like, he mm-hmm. already said it all in there. 
And then also, he said, um, listen to this, he said whether you got rap, whether you got nap, braids, waves, or no hair, without esteem for yourself, nigga, you going nowhere. Mm. Come mm. on. Come on. <laughs> mm. Give up your savage ways, be effective soldiers. So think about this, the whole premise in hip-hop right now is savagery. We got 21 Savage, 28 Savage, mm -hmm. Savage. We got everybody that want to be, you know, quote-unquote tough guys. But he's saying, y'all don't got to be that, be effective. You, you can be a soldier, but be an effective soldier. You don't got to be all, you don't have to be wild out here. You can, you know what I'm saying? And then the last thing, too, to elevate the mental is to be poor no more. So a lot of a lot of stuff with society is that you may feel you poor, but if you do realize what you do have, you may be poor. Once you elevate your mind, you're no longer poor, so you don't see yourself in a bad situation. So I think that's another gem job, and it's just so it's so easy to get caught up in and these beats, and like, like he said, Primo just, he just relaxes you, man, like, he's just like, yo, I'm just, I'm just grooving, and it's easy to kind of like, you know, not really hear what Guru's saying, because he's, he's just, he's just like, you know, the, his delivery is just so smooth, it's just, it's so easy to just take it in, so I, I love, I love this song, I might say I, this is my favorite song 10 times, Excuse me for that, but <laughs> that's just that's just how this album is. We six songs in, and and it's just it's just nonstop. Like it, it's like damn, like you know, like you know, normally when you this deep in a CD, you're like okay, some gonna drop off, but we still rolling. Yeah, cause it's all a setup, and that leads us all to the next track. It's a setup. Now. Upset the Man, this one right here. Dar, we was just talking about this. <laughs> we was just talking about this shit. Dar, these drums, yo, these drums are smacking like hard body karate, nigga. Like I'm like my like my my neck, my my head is just, like my shoulders. My head about to come off my shoulders. Dar, <laughs> like this this beat. Is just knocking, and you know what though, dog? All right, I want everybody that's listening to this. I want you to listen to this too, and then let me know if I'm bugging. So, I was listening to this the other day, and I'm like, damn, this these these drums is knocking, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I've heard, and I don't know if this is true. I want everybody to do their homework, but I'm like, dog, I've heard, I heard somebody use these drums after these, after this, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about where I hear it from. I'm like, hmm, Timberland. Mm. Then I'm like, Jay Z. Then I'm like, Volume Three. Then I'm like, Snoopy Track. Mm. Snoopy track. Hold on. 
Yeah. I want you to hear how them, how them, how them, um, drums is hitting on there. I don't, I don't know if it's the same drum pattern, but I was like, yo, that sounds similar. I, mean, I want you, like, when you, when you got a chance to, like, knock Snoopy track and knock it to set up, I want you to, I, I may be bugging, but I'm like, yo, that sound like, that sound like some drums. Hmm. Let me see. Um, yeah, I don't see it immediately come up. Um, because, like, cause I, so I just went to like who sample real fast. Oh no, it ain't gonna be. It ain't, it's gonna be like when Kanye said I bit the drums off explosive. Like it, it's gonna be like I bit the. It's like that. Like, like I don't replaying think of the drums. Yeah, I don't think you don't get a credit. I don't think you don't get a credit for it. I'm just saying, like, it sounds like Tim did those drums. Yeah, because this was used. Yeah, on... you ain't gonna get a you ain't gonna get a DJ premiere credit on a Timberland. Yeah, no, no, no. Cause I mean, yeah, that's something you gotta listen to. Yeah, cause I see. Um, I think when you're when you're taking certain things, especially from James Brown. It could be anything, cause this this actually comes from James Brown, uh, cold blooded that he did off the album Hell in 1974. So, um, yeah, like, um, I think Timberland, cause I think at that point in time, uh, and I'm going to listen to the record, obviously, um, but I think at at that point in time, um, I think Timbo was doing more. Um, he was sampling less because I know he sampled a lot of stuff early in like Missy's career and things like that. But I think by the time he got, nah, this, ain't, this, ain't, this is just an ear test. This ain't oh really yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah, that's what I'm gotta, saying. You got to research it. Just just do the ear test and and just say, yo, this. I I don't I don't know too much about you know, where they got him originally from. I'm just saying, like, if you're hearing how it hit mm-hmm. and how it's a setup hit, that's, that's just where I'm, I'm getting that from. I'm not saying yeah, I'm, this is, you I'm, know what I'm saying? I wonder, because, you know, Primo does inspire a lot of people. I wonder if he ever did inspire Timberland at all. I never thought about that. That's a that's a good, that's a good oh, little yeah, homework we know, we know Timberland, we know Timberland is, he uses he's in his own lane. Like yeah, he Tim makes Lamb, beats with his yeah, mouth. I'm not gonna ever take away from Tim. Like Tim, he's done, he's done stuff hip hop would never do. Like he's he's taken so many sounds that we we wouldn't think hip hop would ever incorporate, and he made it sound crazy. So I I won't ever say that you know he he did that. No, 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 inspired, inspired. Yeah, the way that drums is hitting and smacking. I'm like, damn, that shit sound like I and I just like I said, I just barely caught that. This wasn't this wasn't something I tried to study. Okay. I was I was like, yo, like I was just bumping I was just bumping like I said, I was bumping this Nita over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, yo, that that shit sound from you know, and like I said, these albums are old, so it's like I never caught caught on to it or ever thought about it just until recently. I was like, yo, this sound kinda familiar. Shit, speaking of JFK to LAX, thanks thanks for that plane that just flew over the damn apartment and shit. <laughs> that shit was mad loud. But uh 
Yeah, nah, nah. So back to it's a setup. I mean, um, man. I mean, are, do, did you want to classify this one as being your favorite too? <laughs> oh, that's well, well, no, nah, no. Nah, I don't want to say it, it's fire. I give it a five out of five, but I'm not gonna say it. I I spend it more than other songs. I, I want to say I've spent I've played other songs more than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is dope. And then to kind of touch on the song while we at it, um, he did say he did say in a song like most dudes, I love this hip hop and this rap stuff, but I don't like I don't like the shows where the ignorant acts up. Mm, yeah. Yes. And the kid they don't like, they see him, they flip, start some beats from way back, and decide that this is the night, this is the perfect night for payback. So this like, yo, this is like the tax zone situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's like, it's, it's a hip hop show. You know what I'm saying? You got you got dudes wilding in there, and then they see a kid they don't fuck with from beef from way back, and they decide this is the night, the perfect time for payback. Mm-hmm. And then and this ha- and this literally happened 20 years, less than 20, well like 18. I don't know when that tax zone thing happened, like maybe two or three years ago, but literally like eight. Pretty much like 15, 16, 17 years later, the same thing played out. Well, and Guru talked about it a long time ago. Like, yo, you know, lead that shit to to the streets and lead that away from from hip hop shows. You know what I'm saying? Because that the first thing they don't talk about in the media is how a rap show got shot shot up. You know, because there was a there was a time when you know, hip hop concerts would have it would have shootings, it would have fights. And the main thing from the Hard Knock Life tour was like, yo, we went to every state and there was no violence. Yeah, I was you gonna know, touch on that. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, that was big for hip hop, you know what I'm saying? That's a weird thing to say, but we all know, you know, hip hop back then it is it is street music at the end of the day and certain rappers will bring out certain crowds. I know if you go to a a mob beat show, you know what I'm saying, or something in a tunnel, versus going to a De La Soul show, it, it's going to be a totally different crowd. So I can imagine what kind of people come out to certain shows. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you if you go to a let's say you went to a DJ Quick show, I want to say you ain't going to you know, it's going to be some going, you know, some niggas, like, this is back when Quick started, not like now, mm-hmm. so I want to say, you know, get certain niggas out, you know what I'm saying, that, that's looking for something, they already know who's going to come to these type of shows, so, um, you know, so he was dropping, he was, he was dropping jewels way back then, like, and this, this stuff is still playing out to this day. Yeah, I mean, you know, past trivial pursuits like East and West Coast feuds come against me on the mic and many many and most will lose you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of bars right there in that one just because um you know obviously we've already touched on it you know losing two of the biggest icons in you know in rap music you know what i'm saying and then hip-hop uh biggie and tupac you know what i'm saying like it's um well he, the line he said before that he said um, you know a fan of big and Pac, and plus they 
Plus, they both were friends to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it kind of takes that, it kind of like puts your your perspective in a different place. You know what I'm saying? Because even with the tax stone situation, like, you know, there's a person like that, Charlemagne, that, you know, he don't have beef with Troy Ave, but he's friends with Tax Stone, you know what I'm saying? And he's done interviews with Troy Ave and stuff like that. And this dude is in, you know, he's a a rapper within, you know, the culture and everything. It's like um, a lot of these relationships and egos and all types of shit, you know, trivial pursuits, whatever you want to call it, like, a lot of these issues that people have sometimes get displayed or played out in within hip hop, within a hip hop setting. You know what I'm saying? And when I say hip hop, again, we're just talking about the culture. This is the music part that people, everybody that's in the music part of rap, you know what I'm saying? And within that era, within that realm of hip hop, is not necessarily an artist or a DJ or a producer. It could be a yes man. It could be your goons. It could be a whole bunch of different people. It could be security, bodyguards, a whole bunch of different people that play roles. Look at us. We're technically podcasters. You know what I'm saying? We do other things outside of this, but, you know, it's podcasters now, too. Everybody has that. that It all falls under hip-hop in some way. So when you have beef and you have issues and you let that play out instead of correcting those things, you know, saying talking to that person, doing what you got to do, away from the hip-hop setting, but, you know what I'm saying, wherever the setting may be, don't do it at a festival, don't do it at a concert, don't do it on somebody's TV show, don't do it on different platforms, because people love to feed off the violence, and they think that that's what rap is a representation of, like, they think it's, like, just, they think, they're not looking to this album and gonna see all of the 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 beauty and the in the in the incredible words that are spoken on this record. They're looking at, you know, saying, "Oh man, you know, niggas is fighting, niggas is shooting." You know, saying like you said, the tunnel. You know, saying Irving Plaza, like that type of stuff drives things up, like violence. America loves sex, money, violence. You know what I'm saying? And and unfortunately, a big contri- contributor to that has been rap, especially with those two names, Big and Pac. Like, you know, the two people that were at the biggest platform or the biggest part of their careers were killed. You know what I'm saying? It's still unsolved. That's why we're watching the show on USA and shit. You know what I'm saying? To this day, you know, so he was just really touching on all of this. And ultimately, it feels like a setup. You know what I'm saying? It feels like a setup. It feels like you... Like, people want to see this bullshit happen. And every time something like this happens, in any way, shape, form, fashion, guess who loses? We do. You know what I'm saying? It's just another... It's because we're not making... They're making money off of this. You know what I'm saying? And we're sitting up here, you know, in a bad position, losing. You know what I mean? So, um, it's this, this shit is just crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the song... It's incredible, and it's crazy that he made this shit 20 years ago. They made this 20 years ago, and now we still going through this type of shit now. You know what I'm saying? Shit is ridiculous. But, you know, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next one, if you're done with that one. You know what I mean? And, yeah. All right, cool, cool. So the next joint is, oh, man, one of the most beautiful tracks on here. 
The most. Im- All right, now probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> there we, there we are once again. You know what I'm saying? Hey. lonely at the top, and whatever you do, you always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. I mean, nobody's invincible. No planet foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. You know, um, now that I'm looking at the time and what and everything else, I had a feeling that this was gonna take a while, but um yeah, we might have to break this joint up into two because I'm not just gonna we ain't gonna just rush through this shit. Like I love talking about this, the moments that are coming up, the the you know, the the deep dives into this shit, like this, cause this one right here, man, this one is special. This, this one is special. I mean, this is one of them best joints that they've ever made. And I know I just said that about Above the Clouds. You're going to hear that a lot. So get used to it. All right. This is a classic album. It's timeless. And this shit right here where those like that. The whole thing, you know, the lonely at the top. So whatever you do, you always got to watch motherfuckers around you. No, nobody's invincible. No plan is foolproof. We almost meet our moment of truth. I don't know what that means to most people. But I know that has always resonated with me with this song and with this album. It's the title track of the album. Uh just you know um to touch on it like so it's already out so my brother in honor of this 20th anniversary my brother artiste jaquan um you know he's an mc so this is his favorite song off of this project uh he i told him it would be great if he redid the record you know what i'm saying And, and he um he really wanted to do it, and um, he he you know he put his all into it. He wrote it, you know. I sent him the beat, um, and he just you know he he made it happen. He he made it happen. He almost didn't. He has so much. He told me the story about it. He has so much going on, um, stress, work, lawsuit you know, dealing with his attorney, like, you know, this, that, and the third. He has so many things going on, not to mention sleep. He's he's battling Crohn's disease and everything. And, you know, we I wanted him to have it done by the day that the album released so we could put it out there so people could, you know, like enjoy it on the anniversary. And um, he recorded it himself. And then I went over to my boy's place and made sure it got mixed uh, well, he mixed it, and then I, I went and, you know, did the finishing touches on ex, uh, executive production and stuff like that. So, um, he said what drove him to do it was he felt like he's at that place in his life where this is his moment of truth. He said he used to love this song so much, and, you know, as many times I played it, and played the album back in you know year twenty years ago <laughs> when it when it was out originally and um he said he always wanted to write to the beat but he couldn't he couldn't write to it because 
he didn't have anything to talk about. And then he he would sit and listen to it and try to figure out, you know, what what state of mind the guru was in when he was making the record. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, that, like, how many rappers are doing that nowadays as opposed to just walking into a booth, you hear the beat, and you just say whatever's on your mind? You know, there's so many things to think about nowadays that your mind can be going, you know, a thousand miles a minute, you know what I'm saying? Especially with all this information, especially where you could just swipe, 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 swipe. And you can catch, you you can be told your opinion. You can swipe, 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 swipe. And you can be sold something through an ad. You can swipe, swipe, swipe. And just all types of things can happen when you're just sitting there swiping away, swiping your life away. You know what I'm saying? So, um to really sit down and think and then put words to paper, you know, if you've never written a rhyme before, you know what I'm saying? or never, you know, spit something off the top or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? But to sit there and think and try to realize or try to even gain some sort of understanding of what your moment of truth is and what you're going to do when it happens, when you meet it. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like this is not just this. I hate when people look down on rap and, you know, hip hop as it's not music. Like this is stuff that people need to hear for your life. This can enrich your life in so many different ways. Like, like, like you mentioned before, everybody's hearing, hearing this and coming through and going in your head and out and streaming and way too much music and too much stuff to be focused on at one time. Nobody's focusing. Nobody's really listening. If you're just listening to what is going on, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to be at the top, it's going to be lonely. You know what I'm saying? You always got to watch because if you're going to be on top, somebody's looking to come take you off the top, move you off, kick you off, whatever they can do to get up to where you are. They're willing to do whatever it is to take you down. And you're not invincible. You're not Superman. It's cool to sit up here and love and watch all, you ain't Black Panther. You ain't none of these things. All of this make-believe shit that we love and enjoy you're not that. You're a human being at the end of the day. And just because you got a plan does not mean that shit is going to work the fuck out the way you think it is. No matter what. Because this guy that we're talking about, unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like he and, you know, it was pretty bad. And, and you know, a lot of people were sad about it. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely sad about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you was, B2. And it was just like, you know, he... I don't know what Guru's plan was, maybe to get at least an album out there, but he left us something that he worked on that we will forever cherish and can continue to play on and play on and play on. And it's it's documented. His voice is there. The things that he wanted to say, kicking all of this knowledge, it's there for you as many times as you want to hear it. And I think he met his moment of truth. You know what I'm saying? Like when he 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 met it and he surpassed it. You know what I'm saying? And he it's so many other things because we we ain't even talk, you know Jasmine has like all of these different things that Guru was able to do while he was here. You know what I'm saying? He met it. 
understood it and made it happen beyond, I think, anything he's ever thought of, period. You know what I'm saying? So, And that's just the hook. I ain't even getting into the verse and no shit like that. I'm done for right now talking. B, go ahead. What, what you got to say about it? I'm, I'm done. Just on the hook part right um, now. I want to say, just kind of speaking on, we, all, we almost need... We all must need our moment of truth. I think that can mean a lot for a lot of different people. I mean, unfortunately, you can meet it when, you know, when you're in a car in, in Vegas and bullets are coming through your, your car door. Mm. You know and I kind of, I'm not saying this is a, about to talk, but I kind of think, his first verse parallels and even the hook parallels Tupac because mm. Tupac was at the top and the people around him mm. well even even though it kind of felt like they had his back or maybe they, they said they were his family or his homies quote unquote they you know we all know the type of people that was around him this is before Quad Studios event, and then this is this is like right when he got robbed in Quad Studios mm-hmm. and shot, mm-hmm. and this is even the people that was around him when he got shot in Vegas, and maybe he felt the people in Vegas could protect him from the people that you know, was trying to get at him in quad, so maybe he felt like he needed protection from somebody else, and they all ended up being, as he says, sexy cats that you hang with, do your thing with, could set you up and wet you up, nigga keep the language. So it's kind of like maybe, I don't know any details, but maybe people that he used to hang with set him up, you know what I'm saying? And... I kind of felt like that a lot of that paralleled his his moment of truth. It's kind of like he had to kind of that, you know, and, I, and that's like the worst way to, to meet it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the, the energy that was around him and this is how that energy was finally expelled. And it, it's totally unfortunate. So... I'm not saying this song is about Tupac, but it's almost like a lesson. Mm. And I think Guru kind of sat back and kind of, he probably saw that, and and he saw how all that played out. So I, I think that could, I'm not saying it's about Tupac, but if you kind of read all the lines, um, there's jealous people that want to bring him down, crab in a bucket type thing, then you can definitely... Um, you know, look at that parallel. So also, you know, a moment of truth could be for anyone. Like, you know, you could have, you could have lost, you know, you could have had a divorce because of something you did. You could have went to jail because of something you did. You could have lost your job because of something you did. It could be a lot of stuff where that's your moment of truth. And you, you can either use that truth to build and become a better person you know what I'm saying, or it may be too late, and that's your truth, you know what I'm saying, so I don't want to make it on a bad, somber note, but I kind of was thinking about that, because like you said, I've been watching the Tupac 
thing on on um, USA, and I kind of see, you know, all the stuff that was, you know, going on that you really don't aren't privy to. I'm not saying it's all true because obviously they sensationalize a lot of stuff in it, but for the most part, it gives you like a some groundwork of what was going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, with a lot of people that were involved. And then another thing that he mentioned, and I think this is very extremely important, um, he says it doesn't mean behind the scenes. Okay, he says, let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. So he's putting himself in there too. He's saying, yeah, we get, you know, we get the, you know, we get the rap CDs from these MCs, but that doesn't mean they don't have a dirty past or, or things going on dirty around them. And he even said for himself, like, you go for everyone. Nobody's to trust. So he like so. I I, I like I, I was throwing that too. So I, I love this song. Is is it, it's, it's a lot of you know a lot of gems being dropped in this song too. Perfect beat, perfect everything. Um, everything was on point on this song. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's before before we go away from it, like it. <laughs> I mean that that sums it up. I mean you you said a lot. For me, I never looked at it that way with the Tupac part, but um, it made a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying, and that's why that's the beauty of interpretation. You know what I'm saying. Everybody views things in different ways. You know what I'm saying. So I, I like how you came with it, and. You know, it makes me see it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I mean, I love this song, man. Like, it's it's a beautiful song. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the intro leading up to it, it's it's uh probably a play on you know the different girls that you know liked Guru and and told him don't worry about all of the stuff that you've heard in the beginning part, you know, the JFK, the LAX, the setup, all of that stuff is like, don't worry about all of that stuff. Anytime that you want to come by, you know, they'll, they'll make sure that they take care of them. And the the last woman that speaks, um, I'm not sure exactly who she is. It was never really like revealed or whatever, who these women were, but you know, they obviously, you know, um, her name is Sharon, I believe. Um, as I'm seeing here, and it's just, um, you know, it's it's just people that seem like that they were looking out for him, you know what I'm saying, in regards to, you know, what was going on in his life and everything else, and he just, you know, he comes in with the hook, you know what I'm saying, and it says what he needs to say, and, you know, because we, we went over it, so it's just to look at it from that point, yeah, like, you're talking about a time after two of the greats were taken from us, you know what I'm saying, and um, that's something that Guru has always tried to do, is, like, give you knowledge, but not exclude himself as, like, he's some all, 
seeing eye or all righteous God like figure, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't actually go through things, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's just laying it on a line and being real open and honest about it. And like you said, a very conversational, almost like he wants you to talk back to him or say, you know, what you feel or, or even if you don't say what you feel, like, think about it. Think about certain things like these rhymes and these songs made you think and they should make you think they are head nodding. Primo does what he needs to do. Like you said, the beat is sinister. Primo makes you relax. Like that's what the beats do. You know what I'm saying? He he sets out to do that. Like my whole thing, what I've learned from Premiere, you know what I'm saying? Because I know we're talking about a lot about the rhymes, you know what I'm saying? But with, group, with, with Premiere, it's it's setting the table. You know what I'm saying? Like you typically when you're going to sit down to eat a meal, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're getting fast food or something like that, it's all in the bag for you. But when you're going to sit down to eat a meal like Thanksgiving or something like that, that you can continually eat off of, you are going to set the table. You're going to set the atmosphere. You're going to set the vibe, whether it's you by yourself or whether it's you with a whole bunch of people. That's a good meal when you really sit down and set the table properly. You got all the things that you need to sit there and eat. And that's what Premiere does with this music. And it's the perfect music to match these rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And these are two different people born in two different places, both doing this straight out of Brooklyn. But one coming from Houston, Texas, the other one coming from Massachusetts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they met up and made this happen. And like, I don't, I really don't know how much I could truly say about this. And you can't even take the words that we're saying without actually taking this song, listening to it, digesting it and understanding it. Like, this is one of the best songs, one of the best hip hop songs, rap songs ever made, period. Like, and, and there's so many gems in this so many things that you can get from this, like, and I don't even know, man, this is, it's incredible, it, it's like some shit that'll make you shed a tear, you know what I'm saying, like, real talk, is, is that beautiful, the, the, um, the, the strings and everything that's just coming in, like, this shit could be played by orchestra, you know what I'm saying, like, I would have loved to see him perform this, you know what I'm saying, like, and just, I could just imagine the crowd, just enjoying that, you know what I'm saying? And all and that's something that's so beautiful about this culture and why we love it so much. It brings when you had a next time you had a fucking rap show, you know what I'm saying? Look around and see all of the people that are there standing next to you to enjoy that music. And I ain't talking about some shit do it's gonna be a lot of smoke in the air or anything like that. I'm talking about something like this. Somebody that's dropping some knowledge and some lyrics and all of the people that came out spent their money to come hear this shit because you can sit at home and listen to it all day. But when you really out there and you go and you see these people like that enjoy this in very this music and very like minded individuals, like you'll be surprised. You know what I'm saying? Be you and I got plenty of experience going to different shows and seeing the people that rock out, you know what I'm saying, to to the shit that we listen to. You know what I mean? Like it's an incredible feeling, but you know, final thoughts on this one moment of truth, man. Perfect, perfect, perfect song. Perfect title track. Like one of the best songs that they've ever made. I love it. That's, that's all I got to say about it. You feel me? But yeah, um, yo, 
this episode is definitely running a little bit long. So what we going to do, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, keep it, you know, within the realm of what we've been doing, we're going to go ahead and chop it right there. We definitely got a couple more tracks to uh, go ahead and examine, you know what I'm saying, like the last joints from 9 to 20, you know what I mean? So um, we're going to go ahead and cut it right here for the moment. But look, and, and what better record to kind of cut it off, you know what I'm saying, for the moment, you know what I mean? So look, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, you know what I'm saying, and we'll, we'll definitely come back with y'all on the next episode of the Save No More Podcast. This is episode 11, The Moment of Truth, Rest in Peace Guru, Forever, DJ Premier, Gangstar for Life. You're I want it. Only at the top and whatever you do, you always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invisible, no plan is bulletproof We all must meet our moment of truth It's RT said, can't stop what's divine in the essence Gotta move outright or get left there Nowadays just to breathe is a blessing No matter if you're rich, still gotta learn lessons Man, we gotta keep it simple over stressing Learn how to say no over yes, man Yes, yes. everybody don't have your best interest Focus on your own light, not the next man Some eyes wide shut, but my eyes stay open Hoping is a precursor how I stay focused Hear rap towards fresh to death Balling like the roses Don't let death be the only time you face roses A man is like a Monday destined to hate Treat your dreams with tunnel vision Never step on the brakes A snake will sneak around all sides of the shape Cause you don't see an anaconda It don't mean he ain't fake Money been a root of evil I ain't holding the rake Closed mouths don't get fed Bought a couple of plates Been aggressive since my embryo was forming its shape I came straight out the womb